Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Good morning. Welcome to the Friday Morning Fellowship Baptist Church, Pastor Dan White devotional. <laughs> That's it. It's quite a, morning, everyone. Quite an introduction. As you might notice, we are not in my office today. Where are we at? We're at the church, I think. What in the world are we doing up at the church? I don't know. <laughs> um, ben texted me yesterday and said, hey, we're going to do it at the church. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. All the way down to the church. And it's snowing outside? Absolutely ridiculous. It's beautiful. It's not beautiful. It's depressing. <sighs> beautiful. It's depressing. So, yeah, Winter Wonderland. Doug Raby says, watching from the Winter Wonderland. Yeah, <laughs> uh, something like that. So I think the Lord does this just as a joke to all those, uh, you know, climate change uh, people, you know. Yeah, wow. We can take some global warming, huh? Bring well, it on. Well, I guess uh, ain't nobody be going outside like the governor wants, so... <laughs> this will definitely be like the governor want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I should probably talk a little bit about her today. Oh boy, that that might not be. Good. We're talking about joy and happiness, oh you know. Boy. So yeah, that that might go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> joy stealers. Yeah, it's all right. We got Terry Lovell is on here. Uh, we got Malia Westheimer has joined us. Uh, Devon has joined us. Welcome, Mrs. Duncan's here. Uh, yes, no snow in Wisconsin, Mrs. Duncan says. How about that? Wow, we're coming. I heard uh, last week or a few days ago, they got like two feet of snow in the UP, which was crazy. Two feet? Yeah, that's what they said. If I'm remembering that right, which I may or may not be. But anyways, morning devotions. Let's get going. All right, John chapter 15. Remember all this week we've been talking about joy, how to have the fruit of joy in your life, the vine and the branches love this passage of Scripture. Remember, it talks all about abiding in Christ. And as we abide in Him, we will bring forth the fruit of joy uh, to His honor and to His glory. So remember, the secret to abiding is obeying. The secret to obeying is loving. The secret to loving is knowing. The secret to knowing is spending time with the Lord. You, can, you cannot get to know someone unless you spend time with them. So the more time we spend with the Lord, the more we will uh, grow in our love for Him and our obedience, and we will experience His abiding presence. He will manifest, Amen. John 14, Himself to us. But our key verse was verse 11 as we focus on joy. <coughs> Excuse me. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Mm. Fullness of joy, God's desire for every believer, that we would bring forth much fruit. So Ben, lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get into Friday devotions. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings. Show us some truths from your word today. Thank you for Pastor White taking this time to 
study your word and to uh, show us the truths from the scriptures. And I pray that you'll just bless us today. Pray these things in your holy, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, it's time for our review. Now, remember, if you've trusted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you have abiding within you the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the work of the Holy Spirit is to produce His fruit in and through your life to the glory of God. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is love. What's the next one? Joy. That's right. And so in order to experience this joy of the Lord, we saw that we need to claim the promises. That was last Monday. Uh, the Bible says, uh, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. You cannot claim the promises of God until you know the promises of God. And being fully persuaded that he had promised, he was able to perform. And so when God promises us something, remember, you can bank on it. So we need to claim the promises of God. On Wednesday, we learned that we need to develop an eternal perspective of life. So if we're going to be joyful Christians, claim the promises and then develop an eternal perspective in life. I've shared with you many times before in my preaching that I believe this is the most difficult thing for us to do as believers is to have an eternal focus because mm. we live in a temporal world. And this is where we really we walk by faith and not by sight because you know when things happen in life, uh, sometimes we don't always have the answer to why. Why did this happen? Why is this going on? Why am I going through this trial or adversity or suffering? Why has this coronavirus come upon us uh, and mm. upon the whole world? Why, why, why? We don't always have the answers to why. And that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. But having that eternal perspective. While we look not upon the things which are seen. No, that's basically how we live our life what we see. We see well, not the things that we have seen, but on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. Hmm. Walk by faith and not by sight. So God desires that we learn to view bad things as good things in disguise. Now, I understand that takes spiritual maturity to get to that point in your walk with the Lord. But we do know all things work together for good. So seeing the bad things that happen as good things in disguise. So claim the promises of God. Develop an eternal perspective in life. That was Wednesday. Now today, we need to understand the difference between joy and between happiness. Is there a difference? Well, obviously there is. There are two different words. They're found uh, in two different contexts. Uh, throughout the scriptures. And I guess how we could define happiness is an emotion that we feel when things are going well. Hmm. When the weather is great. <laughs> right? Uh, some of you maybe are very happy about the weather today. Maybe you like the snow. But seriously, April 17th? Come on now, Lord. Uh, but, uh, you know, when the weather's great, the sun is shining, uh, everybody's healthy, we're experiencing prosperity, all the bills are paid. Yeah, everybody's happy, right? We all want to be happy. We're happy when uh, we're in that kind of situation. So I guess what we would say is that 
Happiness depends upon our circumstance. So think about all the circumstances, Ben, that have brought happiness to you in your life. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I remember when, uh, when I got married. <laughs> Happiest days of my life. Mm. Uh, I remember when uh, Bethany was born. Mm. We had Justin, Isaac, and Benjamin. Mm. Oh, mm. my. That's tough. And when Beth was born, wow, that was exciting. We <laughs> finally got our girl. That's why we named him Benjamin, the last son, because we were ready. We were ready for a girl to come. And so it happened. But listen, listen to this verse, Psalm 34, verse 18. It said, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. We're not always happy. Mm. Circumstances can go south on us real quickly. We talked about how quickly the weather can change. and you know Things can be going really well one day, and you can be totally happy. And then the next day, a real trial will, mm. will hit in your life. But the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. Psalm 130, uh, 147, verse 3, He healeth the brokenhearted, and he bindeth up their wounds. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy, what? Laden. laden. When you're heavy laden, when you're carrying a heavy burden, you're not happy about it. Hmm. But can you be joyful? Can you, can you be brokenhearted over something? No one's happy when they lose a loved one. Hmm. No one's happy when you hear the C word. No one's happy when there's no money in the bank account and you can't pay your bills. No one's happy to get laid off. Hmm. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So happiness depends upon whatever our circumstance is. Joy, however, depends upon our relationship with Jesus and our eternal perspective. Everyone desires to be prosperous and happy. But as a Christian, we can be joyful in every situation that we find ourselves in because of our relationship with Christ and because of our eternal perspective. Now, remember this verse. We've shared it with you Monday and Wednesday. Now, back to it on Friday. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in Him. So in Christ are wrapped up all of the promises of God. So think about this. All the promises of God are in a person, and that person is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So it says, for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, yea, amen, we're in agreement with that, unto the glory of God by us. So when we embrace the promises of God that are all wrapped up in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, it brings incredible glory to God. Amen. Being happy because circumstances are going your way, that doesn't bring glory to God. But being joyful, hmm. no matter what you have to face in life, that does. <clears throat> Think of these words of the Lord Jesus. Uh, John 16, verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me, remember, in Christ are all the promises. In me ye might have peace. Lose your peace, lose your joy. In the world ye shall have tribulation. 
but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So we are going to experience tribulation while we are in this world, and only as we abide in Christ that we can come to have that fullness of joy. Mm. Even, even the Bible says Jesus was not always happy. Remember when Lazarus died? What, is it, what does it say Jesus did? He wept. He wept. You don't weep tears of sorrow when you're happy. Isaiah 53, verse 3, it says, He was despised and rejected. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Think of that. A man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. That's not usually how we think of the Lord Jesus. Mm, it's not. But he was. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, And he went a little further, and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Think of that. He was so burdened as he realized that he had to suffer on the cross for my sin and your sin that he fell. He fell on the ground. That, I mean, he was overwhelmed with sorrow. If it be possible, let this cup of suffering pass from me. Hmm. So let, let's be honest. Jesus was not happy as he thought about what lay before him in just a few short hours. Paul had joy, even though he experienced many trials. He wasn't happy about them, but he had joy through them, Ben. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, you're familiar with this, verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure... Through the abundance of the revelation, there was given me a thorn. Do you remember what was that, Ben? A thorn, thorn? In the flesh. A thorn in the flesh. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Literally pound the tar out of me. <laughs> I mean, who's happy when Satan is just beating the tar out of him? Lest I should be exalted above measure, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice. Hmm. He wasn't happy about it that it might depart from me. He said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure, seriously, in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecution and distress for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. He wasn't happy about what was going on in his life, but he was able to have joy knowing that God was working in and through it all. That's why it says, my brethren, count it all joy mm. when you fall into diverse temptations. I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, Paul said, for whom I have suffered, not happy about it, I've suffered the loss of all things, do count them but dung that I may win Christ. That I, might be, that I may know him and the power of resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, even the death of the cross. We're going to go through a lot of hardships in life. We as believers are not immune to that. 
I always think about these health, wealth, and prosperity gospel preachers. I'm like, what Bible are you reading from? Yeah, seriously. Health, wealth, and happiness is, is their gospel message. That, that is not the gospel. That is another gospel. That's why God's word says, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. So we embrace the promises. We develop an eternal perspective. And then we come to an understanding that there is a difference between joy and between happiness. <clears throat> so I, I jotted some things down here, and I'll close with these. The Bible says we can have joy in the face of fiery trials. Mm. Fiery trials. Intense encounters or struggles with grief and deep sorrow. Infirmities, we can have joy in the face of infirmities, physical sickness, in reproaches when people ridicule us and reject us, in persecution when we are harassed and experience opposition, in necessities, the, the, the daily responsibilities of life, the things you have to do. Distresses when you're disappointed or hurt. Tribulation when you're under unusual pressure and suffering. And then temptations when those opportunities to yield to sinful desires are so strong. Hmm. In all of those, the Lord says, you can be joyful. Now, because I always have a tendency of going too long, my son tells me, we're going to wind this all up next Monday. Okay. Okay? Because I realized I didn't have time to even begin to develop my, my last few thoughts here. But on Monday, we're going to talk about six ways to maintain your joy. All right? Six ways to maintain your joy. So what do we got here? We have claim the promises, develop an internal perspective, and understand the difference between joy and between happiness. I hope this was a blessing uh, to you today. Thank you for spending the last 20 minutes with us. And um, we'll see you back here, Lord willing, on Sunday. Uh, we will be uh, live streaming right here from the church. And uh, you know, one thing I just thought about, um, about being happy, I don't think any of us are happy with being locked down. Yeah. I was uh, watching the news this morning and, uh, you know, our governor has made national news. Yeah. Because <laughs> she is so trampled upon the Constitution. She's loving it. And our personal rights. Uh, it, it really is appalling when you stop and think about it. And uh, I don't know who's happy about this. Mm. She has come out with 51 <clears throat> executive orders that apply to this stay-at-home. Some of them I know you've, you've, you've heard them all. They're crazy stuff. Hmm. And uh, they were uh, interviewing uh, a sheriff that now the, sh the sheriffs are saying, we're, no, we're not even going to enforce these because they're unenforceable. Plus, they gave a commitment to the Constitution, hmm. uh, not to the whims of a governor. So just remember, the Constitution is our highest law in the land. Now, I don't know why I was prompted to <laughs> throw that out there. Happiness? Uh, happiness. Happiness. We're not happy about what's going on, but we can be joyful. Amen. In the face of it. Love you guys. Anything you want to add to that, Ben? Uh, no, I think uh, you said it in the beginning. I think it's <clears throat> developing that mindset is a maturity. And um, I also think it's really important. And I know it sounds so simplistic, 
but to have your personal relationship with Jesus Christ and have your devotions every morning. And um, I just think that's such an essential to, it's just a leveler and a balancer to keep that mindset. You know, a lot of the scriptures that I have in my heart right now, I learned in Awana. Mm. Um, and that's why it's so important that your children memorize the promises of God because they're going to need them. As they go through this life, they're going to need them. And, and truth is, if things keep going like we see they're going, they're going to need them more than, than, than I needed them. Mm. Um, what do they say? As, as the time draws closer, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, mm. deceiving and themselves being deceived. So, so important uh, that you know the scriptures. Amen. We have a discipleship group that meets on Tuesday mornings, and we've stopped it when the virus hit because we weren't able to meet together, and we've actually just started uh, meeting back up again via Zoom conferencing call. So video calling, and there's multiple platforms out there, but... So this last Tuesday, we uh, had a great time. We actually on for two hours, some of us, uh, having our discipleship time. And then uh, Phil Ferraro had the idea. He's like, hey, you know, Pastor does his devotionals. And then he said, how about on uh, Thursday mornings, let's just get together for 15 minutes via video calling. And let's just have a time of prayer before 15 we... 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And I said, we got to stick on 15 minutes because our discipleship was two hours. And I was like, it, just, it could just get carried away if you're not careful. So I was like, 15 minutes, let's stick with it. But at the end of our prayer time, just a quick 15-minute prayer time, I just kind of mentioned to them, because this is a mistake I see people make a lot and that I've made in my own personal life. You can never substitute... A, a lot of people think um, you're what you do for Christ or your relationship, they, they think the things that you do and the standards you put in your life, that's what makes you close with God, but it's not. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you make that relationship the priority, standards, what you don't do and don't do, that stuff will just naturally come into place through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But if, you're, if you've placed things in your life and you think that's what's pleasing to God or what that's going to do it and you're, you, you're, you don't have a personal relationship mm -hmm. with God, all these things that pastors talked about are irrelevant. You're going to crash. You're going to burn. Your standards and convictions or walls or whatever you've put up are going to fail you. It, it's that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's spending that time in your devotions, in prayer, and reading the scriptures. There is no substitute for it. Yeah, your grandpa, my dad. You know, there's certain things that preachers emphasize over and over again. I'm sure I have them. My dad had them. But one of the things my dad would say often, and it was burned into my heart and memory, and that is you can be right on the outside but not be right on the inside. Hmm. But if you're right on the inside, you'll be right on the outside. Amen. What, yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's about what you do and don't do, the Pharisees won right? They won. They won because they were... Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. So it's always what's in the heart. I, and I, I mean, this is something the Lord has been convicting me on, but it's just make, keep the priority of your personal relationship with him at the top. And a lot of these other things, like pastors talking about that peace, that joy, it will, it will naturally happen. It'll just naturally come into place if you spend that time in studying and reading God's word and in prayer. 
I want to close with this. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I guess that's where our discussion is going. Dr. Charles Stanley, mm. at salvation, the Holy Spirit seals us as the children of God, knowing that this relationship can never change enables us to face difficulties and walk through dark valleys with an inner confidence and overwhelming joy and contentment. We should not allow our circumstances <coughs> to determine our disposition. If we let ourselves focus on our difficulties and pain rather than on Christ, mm. we will become trapped by our circumstances. That's why some people buckle under the smallest trauma or heartache while others stay strong in much more trying circumstances. Mm. Why don't you close us in a prayer? Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to have this devotional. I pray that you'll bless all the people watching and, and all of those that love you and are seeking to serve you and follow you with their lives and just help us to continue to develop our personal relationship with you and especially during these trying times and remind us of the promises of your word. And I pray all these things in your holy, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, I forgot a song. Oh, boy. Are you going to sing for us? Oh, well. <laughs> I was... <laughs> No. Oh, our viewers, think of a good song. Our viewership just dropped. Think of a good song that goes along with joy and, and sing it, all right? All right. We will see you Thank guys you. here Sunday, Sunday morning for the services, 10 a.m. Right? 10 a.m. Sunday school? 10 a.m. Sunday school, 11 a.m. morning service. Um, there's something else I was going to... Oh, Sunday night prayer service at 6 p.m. And at 5.30... Uh, Mr. Corsher is going to be doing some mission letters, mission reports. We got a, just a couple very short videos, like 10, 15 seconds long, from some of the missionaries that we gave money to for food, and they just have some thank yous that they want to share with our fellowship, so we'll be sharing those. And uh, so anyways, we will see My you daughter, Christina, uh, was over yesterday or the day before, I can't remember, and she said, when we're all able to get back together again and the church can open up, we need to have our fish fry. Mm, Doesn't yeah. that sound good? Uh, but the problem is... It's snowing. Just kidding. It's snowing. <laughs> it's a good thing it wasn't... Uh, but Brother Bussing can't take out his motorboat. Oh, oh, he's going to have to kayak. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. Get out there with a rowboat. <laughs> Get out there with a rowboat, Brother Bussing, <laughs> and catch us some fish. I, for I'm, sure, fish I'm sure he'll find a way. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.